0: Well, let's get back to Talladega. No Gatorade showers, but some champagne showers. I believe we've got on with us, writer for the USA Today, Jeff Gluck. Welcome back to the Freaks, man. Jeff Gluck.
1: No, see, I I don't have anything. I don't have champagne or anything. I could could hear you. I just uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe my my voice wasn't loud enough over all this Talladega madness that you couldn't hear me.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Over all that madness. Well, it was madness, though, today and yesterday. Those two finishes, unfreaking believable.
1: I know, right? Like it's it's like your heart's pounding, and, and you you know you got butterflies, and can't even imagine what the guys in the car are are, are feeling at that time. I mean, um, I, I you know, I, I really feel like it's it's just a matter of time before something really bad happens, and it's just kind of a release to get these races over with. In, in some aspects, where um, you can just kind of enjoy that it was really exciting, and everybody kind of walked away, but. Man, I mean, when you have cars landing on top of other cars, and it's just, uh, you know, as, as Ryan Newman said in his, his TV interview, it's not not necessarily the best situation sometimes.
0: Yeah, we were talking a little bit about those that Ryan Newman quote. Of course, we've got Jeff Gluck joining us here in the Speed Freaks pits, calling us with the USA Today and talking about Talladega and the NASCAR races this weekend and how on the edge of your seat everybody is including team owners including drivers including fans and that's not always a good thing and you're right ryan newman basically said you know they can't get their heads out of their asses far enough to keep these cars on the racetrack and that's pretty disappointing i'm quoting him and saying that and then he said i wanted to make sure i get that point across so yeah two questions Ryan Newman is voicing something that's been out there for years and nobody has really addressed it. The the scaredness I guess of Talladega and the bad things that could happen. And then number two, is Ryan Newman going to be fined?
1: Well, I mean Ryan Newman actually did address it a couple years ago and he got secretly fined. That was kind of like the last year of the secret fines. Um, And it was about Talladega too. And and so I, I would expect him to get fined this time because um, I mean, the way he basically called uh, NASCAR out directly, it would seem pretty inconsistent if they didn't find him. Because, I mean, if you look at what Denny Hamlin said, it was sure a lot more innocent um, than that, and he got fined. So um, I would I would think Newman is going to get fined. And he probably knows it in some ways, but you know, maybe maybe he feels that's the only way to get NASCAR to act or put pressure on NASCAR. Um, he obviously, you know, Newman's beef is that he doesn't think the cars. Um, stay on the ground easy enough, and they need to figure out how to do that. Um, and, you know, he obviously has a point. I mean, you know, Newman's been involved in so much stuff at Talladega, it's, it's hard to blame him for feeling mad. Um, and, you know, I, I don't I, – but I think NASCAR will still, you know, slap him on the wrist at least.
2: Jeff Gluck, USA Today. There is – people can argue certainly that they waited over three hours, more than three hours, to get the race restarted. If they had stopped it, there would have been complaints. There's complaints now that they'd waited too long to get it started. Do you think they should have started it? Was it too dark? Uh, do you think they should have continued with the race and the restart?
1: Yeah, I think that was fine. I mean, I, I went outside for the finish, and you could still see. I mean, it it, it was kind of getting close. I mean, there was only going to be a few minutes left before it um, kind of got too you know, to the point where it's probably dangerous. But it was, it was fine. It wasn't that bad. I don't know how it looked on TV, but um, I think, you know, and even Kenseth, I think, said afterwards that um, he had been, you know, hollering on his radio saying, oh, it's too dark, it's too dark. And he said afterwards, well, yeah, I mean, I was the leader, so of course I was going to say that, you know, one of those things. Yeah, I think. Uh, but, I, yeah,
2: go ahead. No, I think anybody who was leading, one or finished the race was probably, yeah, it was fine. Anybody caught up in the crashes and has got a half-million-dollar piece of wreckage, they're probably pretty miffed right now that they started the race and they probably think that they should have been stopped.
1: Yeah, I I think so. And the, the thing is, you know, as far as the fans, especially at a place like Talladega, I mean, it's not easy to get to. Most of the fans here are from pretty far away, I would say. I mean, I doubt there's that many, you know, within a six-hour radius. There's probably a lot of people coming from out of town. And, you know, to only give them half a race when you could potentially drive the track and try to give them a finish um, just to say, hey, it's too much rain. We're just not going to put that effort in. I mean, that's just not fair to the fans that showed up. So I'm personally glad they did it. I think they deserve credit for doing it. Um, and i tell you what, their, their new airtight thing, while it wasn't, you know, perfect, It did shave about 45 minutes off the drying time, and that allowed them to finish the race, because otherwise they wouldn't have finished the whole thing.
0: Ooh, progress. So
2: so Jeff Gluck, USA Today, let's not forget the real headliner, what should be the headline, and that was the one-two finish by the front row motorsports guys, David Reagan and David Gilliland. Uh, they're a small team they're made up of guys that were from uh, larger teams and the cutbacks over the last five or six years sent them to this smaller team Uh, that's a good thing and I I assume they were celebrated uh, at the racetrack it
1: it was pretty cool I mean it was really a neat thing to to watch Um, it was really they they kind of position themselves as as the Davids versus Goliath, the two Davids. And um, it was cool to see that afterwards um, David Gilliland brought his entire family into the media center after he had done his second place press conference. And then when David Reagan came in, Gilliland came in with his wife and his two kids, and they sat there and they listened to the whole thing, which I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, the second place driver stand there and listen to the first place driver, even teammates and listen to the whole thing and then um, Gilliland hugged the team owner afterwards and he, on the way out he and he and, uh, Reagan were talking the whole time about, oh man you know, I didn't even realize you were behind me and then this happened and this happened. I mean they were still just chatting about it and couldn't get over it and it's so cool because you know, we see a lot of the same winners and, and NASCAR is not really the sport for underdogs a lot of times because it's usually the big teams that are the ones that, you know, come in and dominate, really. It's, you know, you can kind of look through the big teams and say, yeah, this guy could win, this guy could win. But once you get down to the front row motorsports guys, it's pretty much a long shot or they're going to have to steal one. But this one, you know, they won straight up. And that was cool
2: it It was fantastically cool uh listen I had to listen to it on the radio because I was coming to the studio, but the they surprised everybody, especially the the guys on the ra- the radio announcers kept wanting to give the race to Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth and Jimmy Johnson and uh David Reagan and David Gilliland kept coming, and all of a sudden they just had to surrender. They won the race, uh, and it wasn't a thing. I like to say that not all races end when you're in first place. You don't always win. Sometimes you just uh, are in first place when the race ends, but they won this race. They David Gilliland pushed David Reagan at the end, and they actually uh, drove under everybody else and actually won the race.
1: Yeah, and, and the crazy thing is, too, um, you know, Kansas was saying he didn't realize they were coming Until almost the last minute, and he had a choice, and that was he could have either pulled in front of them and blocked them, um, or and and if he did that, he would have risked a huge wreck. He would he thought he they might have hit him so hard with the momentum they had that he would have gone spinning. But if it had worked out, you know, he could potentially have been pushed ahead of them, Um, or you know, he could have just let them go like he did and just say, "Look, I'm I just got to bite the bullet here." and um, realized that this is not the right move. And and so that's what he did. And um, so it could have been a real disaster um, for them had Kenseth done something unwise. And then maybe that's the kind of thing that a rookie driver or a guy that hadn't won as much would do, you know, just some crazy aggressive move. But Kenseth was smart enough to not put himself and um, those guys in that situation. So, um, yeah, and and that's kind of what led to the win.
0: Jeff Gluck, before we let you go, what's going on with this restart controversy, Brad Keselowski feeling that he was lined up incorrectly and that might have led to the advantage that David Reagan had on going on to take the win? What's what's the latest with that?
1: Okay, so Brad Keselowski is contending that David Reagan started on the outside lane, which everybody knew the outside lane was going to win, and, and he shouldn't have, and that he lined up incorrectly when they were lining up. Well, um nascar and david reagan say that brad is the one that was incorrect and that david reagan lined up in the in the right spot and that brad was the one brad was lining up on the inside and and was you know kind of petitioning nascar to get him to line up on the outside and trying to convince them and you know maybe he doesn't know all the facts and and you know because they're trying to sort out the restart order because it seems like on twitter that he really believes his case obviously but um, at least according to NASCAR and uh, David Reagan's version, um, Brad's in the wrong here. And, and David Reagan went so far as to say that Brad was trying to pull one over on everybody. Um, so I don't know. I you know I Brad usually is so savvy at, at um, picking his spots and picking his battles. I think, but in this case, I don't think it's you know there's there's really nothing to be gained for him because he in this case he's kind of like the Goliath and to, to go and plead your case and say, oh, the David cheated or something like that, nobody's really going to be on your side. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's going to have too many sympathetic years.
0: Poor Brad. He feels like he has the target on his back. He's about to lose his crew chief for six weeks. I just, I kind of feel bad for the guy.
1: Well, he did win the championship, so um, can't feel too bad for him. But <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying.
0: Jeff Gluck with USA Today. Thanks so much for coming on last minute with us. I know it's been one heck of a long day out there at Talladega. Get on your private jet and get your margarita in hand and fly back home.
1: Yep, it's it's all fired up right now. I'm ready to pour the margarita and uh, talk to you guys soon.
0: Awesome. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Thanks, Jeff.